1: Build your financial blueprint today at prudential.com slash blueprints.
3: Anyway. I can't see the thing. Okay. What's up, y'all? Welcome to Hand Me My Purse, the podcast. I am Mimi Walker, and I will be your forever host each and every single time you tune into this podcast. So go ahead and get comfortable. Get yourself a glass of your favorite beverage, whether that's alkaline water, red Kool-Aid, a hot cup of tea with honey, a glass of Cabernet Sauvignon or Hennessy, and light yourself a candle, some incense, or burn some sage and just get ready to chill out and have a good time. What's up friends and kin, it is none other than Resident Auntie Supreme here, Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, Mimi Walker, and today I am sipping on some hot tea. It's a detox tea. And not a laxative tea or one of those Instagram viral flat tummy teas. It's an actual detox tea. And I'm drinking it because I've been eating like a psychopath. In other words, just not eating as healthy as I usually do. Beyond my normal french fry joys. I have actually been kind of in and out of some heavier emotions with Mother's Day, my grandfather's birthday, and the anniversary of my uncle's death all taking place in a matter of a 48 hour period, uh, this year. And so this has kind of been a season of emotional highs and lows for me. And as a result, I need to do some detoxing. So I'm drinking this tea and it's like I said, an actual medicinal tea with some healing herbs. And like I said, it's not a poopy tea and I added some honey and some lime. And no, I'm not saying the brand because they ain't giving sis no coin, and it's delicious and it's hot and it's yummy and I am a firm believer that tea is the balm of Gilead it heals all of life's woes I'm convinced and I'm gonna stand by that write it down I'll write it in sharpie believe what I say So, friends and kin, for today's jam, it is uh, the artist or the guest. My guest today, it's it's her song. And uh, my guest today is Reese, uh, musical artist Reese from Philadelphia. Shout out to Philly. And the name of the song is If There Ain't Nothing. And in the conversation that we have, I talk about it being my favorite and why it's my favorite. And it's from her How I Do album. How I Do is album that came out in June of 2001. And in the conversation that we're going to have, you're going to hear all about how I found out about Reese. We're going to talk about the album the first time I saw her live and how I ended up doing her makeup and how we became friends. But the song is called If There Ain't Nothing. And I love the song because it's just simply saying the chorus goes like this. If there ain't nothing that we can do it's cool. But I'd rather be alone and on to something new. And I don't really even think that we need to discuss nor talk about why I like this song, because essentially as a grown ass woman, like that's it. And while the song, of course, is about being in a relationship with somebody and feeling this way, this is essentially how I feel about all relationships that I have. Whether you are my mother, my father, my hairstylist, my nail tech, my gardener, My auto mechanic, the mailman, my boss—you know anybody. If 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 there's nothing that we can really do to make this relationship work or make this union work, it's cool. I'm gonna just go ahead and move on. And I kind of think that that's how everybody should be. But check the song out. Of course, the song, the link to the song will be in the show notes. Listen to it. And if you don't know anything about Reese and her debut album, How I Do please get into it please go to spotify go to apple music title pandora whatever it is you use to listen to music and listen to the whole cd because it's kind of a genius body of work and i still listen to the whole album to this day to this day now let's get into the show what's up friends and kin it is uh, a good day here i am here with my friend of many years i would venture mm-hmm. to say it's been over a decade her name is sharice ballard but you guys know her as reese uh say hi to the people reese
4: hey what's up hi everybody
3: and i call Hello. My, my listeners friends and Ken.
4: Hi, right, friends and Ken. How y'all doing?
3: (laughs) And uh, first and foremost, the most important thing, what are you drinking today, Reese?
4: Well, I decided to drink something that's good for the summertime, a little um, iced tea sangria that I made.
3: Yes, I told Reese to come prepared and have a drink and uh, Mm -hmm. in true Libra form, which is probably why we're good friends. In true Libra form, she came with... um, uh, tea sangria tell me about your tea sangria or your,
4: okay. whatever this is called it's well I had it at a restaurant that I go to a lot that's right up the street from me um and so I just to. you know I'm that person that when I go to a restaurant or any place I go to clothing going shopping I want to know like if there's something that I love like a drink I want to know what's in it how to make it because I want to make it at home I'm not a big like cook or anything or chef or you know mixologist type of vibe, but I just if it's something that I love then I'm I I just want to have it at home. I want to have it again. So, you know. So what's you in? Gotta, so what's in it? It's white wine, um, a little red wine,
3: okay,
4: and um, iced tea. Iced I tea. put pomegranate. Kind of tea? Yeah. I I had pomegranate and lavender. I have fancy tea. Okay. So I was like, okay, but Not I don't. Fancy but me. but I think the um like Lipton tea would have probably been better. That's like really what you're supposed to do. You know, but tea like regular tea. Like yeah. Black tea. hmm okay. Black tea. Yeah, like black tea. So you add the wine. You add the iced tea. Um, you add fruit, mm-hmm. and you can add simple sugar, which is just. You know, Simple the beer. same part. Yeah. Same Water part, and sugar mix boiled. Yeah. Right. Lick, yeah. And pour that in there. And it's pretty great.
3: Awesome. I am drinking uh a friend of the show. Uh, kid relief and big time fan of you Reese uh, my friend okay. uh, Ravik he has a wine black guy black Ooh. man excuse me here in Baltimore and it's called kid relief and I was not kid. gonna have you show kid relief like relief <laughs> from your kids Yeah, that's so funny um and this one <laughs> is a white wine it says it's a white blend it's called mm-hmm. school's out for summer of course it's perfect because it's almost summertime it's right. a white blend it's his first white wine and right. it's a white blend that is made of white grapes and stone fruits that are peach and apricot coupled with light toasted oak tannins and a hint of white peach finish that's just as refreshing as chill so i took that and i took uh my favorite seltzer which I. Uh, said i was gonna stop telling people what i'm drinking because these people aren't paying me but i will because i want to make this drink it's pineapple bubbly (laughs) and i added a little bit of juice i use the body armor peach mango because it's really low in carbohydrates but for people who like really sweet things i don't they can add um like white grape welch's juice Uh and Some ice, and it is very delightful. I must say, I I am enjoying it. So shout out to Kid Relief. uh, And yeah, we're both drinking refreshing uh, wine drinks today. Let's talk about the origin story of Mimi and Reese. So when I was, I always talk about manifestation on this show, and I didn't realize until maybe about three or four years ago, Mm -hmm. uh, not not even, probably like three years ago how powerful i was at manifesting the things that i want um and um in 2001 that is when i was introduced to your music and you were on tour With Maxwell. Uh Actually, I was introduced to your music the summer before that tour. So the summer, I want to say August of 2001. I I used to still buy CDs. I went to the record store. I saw this CD and I was like, oh, she looks like she's cool. Let me see what this is. Right. And so I grabbed it. I think I may have heard uh, Ice King. Was Ice King your first yep that was the very first that was the first single yeah okay i think i had heard ice king and i was like well i'm just gonna buy the whole album and so i bought the cd and i listened to it and i liked it and you know i liked it you know what i mean i I liked it i wasn't like oh my god this is the best album i've ever heard But i was like i like this shit like it's cool it's different she's kind (laughs) of weird i love (laughs) weird black people it's because i'm a weird black girl right my boyfriend at the time, my college boyfriend, ooh, but no, yay. Um, <laughs> we were broken up and uh-huh. the whole summer of 2001, he was on a reckoning tour to try to get me back. So oh, my, wow, birthday, wow. my birthday in October, he bought me tickets to the Maxwell concert at Constitution Hall in D.C. Yes, um, he, he was trying two, to get his girl honey. back. <laughs> Listen, he bought me a tennis this. bracelet. Maxwell he bought me a tv and we had good oh. seats too he was he was trying to get me back and i wow. still didn't get back with him for two months um and so we went to see maxwell and you were opening for maxwell yeah, I, was and I was opening yep mm-hmm. and i was like oh i know her i know this chick i have her cd it's good and he was like you don't even know this and i was like whatever you don't but i sang the songs and i think that when i saw your live show that is when I fell in love with how I do which is the name of my debut album Album. yes and I you know sometimes when you go to a concert that's when it solidifies it connects for people like right music you you feel the energy of the artist and then it's like okay I love this and so I fell in love with the album I still listen to the album to this day day.
4: And and we have a 20th anniversary this year of that album so we gotta talk about that
3: later too absolutely we will so um i fell in love with the album so as i listened to the album i was like she's so freaking pretty oh my gosh she looks like an african like mask or like a statue (laughs) and i was like i'm gonna do her makeup one day of course he was like girl shut up Nobody, nobody nobody ever listens to anything i say and then when it happens they're like Oh, I do remember you said that. So I had, I said it back then. I, I said I was going to do your makeup. I said I was going to do a Mel LaRue's makeup. And I said I was going to do Sade's makeup. Well, mm-hmm. I have not done Sade's makeup, but my life is not over yet.
0: Not right.
3: And so that is how I found Reese, right? Fast forward, 2009, 2010 mm-hmm. uh, on Twitter, because I used to be popping on Twitter back in the day. And hey. a friend of mine... Um, tt said, uh, oh, my God, Mimi Reese is looking for a makeup artist in Philadelphia. Yes. And I was like, well, that's like two hours away. And she said, well, I'm going to tag you in it. So she tagged me in something that where you looking for a makeup artist. And I was like, hey, boop, boop, boop. And we started tweeting. Next thing you know, we were emailing. Then the next thing I knew, I was in your mama's living room. Mm-hmm. Yes. And here we are like 12 years later.
4: Yeah. Still friends.
3: Yep. Still friends. Mm hmm. So yeah, that's funny. That
4: is funny. I love to hear how people, you know, come, how people came across my music, mm-hmm. you know, who they were with, what was going on. It's just always an interesting story. I'm, and they're never any, never alike. It's always like all over the place, It is really cool. Random
3: stories. So. I love,
4: I love to hear people's stories.
0: And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
1: Oh, such a clutch pickup, Dave. I know, right? I was worried we'd bring back the same team. Oh no, I meant those blackout motorized shades, MVP of the room. Blinds.com made it crazy affordable to replace our old blinds. Hard to install? No, it's easy. Even you could do it.
3: Um, how I
4: Do? Well, How I Do was my first album. It came out June twenty sixth, two thousand and one, mm-hmm. and you know it was a great album to me. But I didn't know how much it was it would actually affect people or who it would affect. And the great part is that I feel like I captured the hearts of people who are just like me, the same age or close to the same age. And I know I have mm-hmm. fans that are younger, fans that are older but I feel like I have a strong fan base of people that are like me, like, you know, entrepreneurial black women who are unapologetic about, you know, looking black and, you know, wearing it, you know what I'm saying? And being it and loving it. And, um, I think that's really like the best part, you know, that's the best part of it, you know, to see that the people that I influence are people that I want to work with and want to be around and, Stuff like that. So it's kind of cool. The four sinkers, you know, they're like the four.
3: What is your favorite song on the album? My
4: favorite song, I think, is Seven Hundred Miles.
3: Okay, I get that.
4: I also like I also like Let Love a lot. And I've known the garden. Okay. I like that a lot.
3: My favorite is the hustler.
1: No, mm. it's not. What did I say?
3: I we had this conversation the other day, and I told you. And I think he said tsunami. tsunami. Tsunami was my favorite from the first time I heard the album until like four years ago. Right. It was it was tsunami. It's always been tsunami for me. But a couple years ago, I listened to which one is
4: it? Was it if there ain't nothing? That's, that's it. That's if the there one. Ain't nothing.
3: Yeah. If there ain't nothing <laughs> is my new favorite.
4: Yeah. yeah that one kind of got a little swing
3: to it. Yeah, yeah. but not only I, that, like I just like get the lyrics. words. Oh yeah. If there ain't nothing that we can do, it's cool. Cause I'd rather be alone and on to something new. I think, and I think that that is because I started like maybe four, three to four years ago. Like Mm -hmm. I started like this whole like healing journey, right? Maybe three years ago, and like that's my shit. Like if this (laughs) if this ain't gonna work, it's okay. Like Um, I I still love you. We still cool. And I mean that that that. I mean that for my family, my friends, um, my lovers, the mailman, the girl who does my hair, the, I get it. whoever you are. If it ain't nothing we can do to like <laughs> fix this, it's all good. But I would rather just be by myself and move on to something new than to sit in this. Like it doesn't make okay. sense. That's and it's awesome. funny, it's funny that as you grow, like different songs mm-hmm. are, you know, at 1.700 mile was um, a favorite of mine um but tsunami it was always tsunami for me it was always tsunami for me and I think that's like just um classic Libra shit we like lovey-dovey love shit Mm -hmm. ride this wave of mine no if it ain't nothing that we can do to repair this (laughs) let's just move on because I don't want you wasting my time that's where I am now what are you up to these days
4: Well, I I live in, I'm back living in Philly. I was in Los Angeles for a while. I was in New York before then. And then, but, you know, I'm in Philly, you know, pandemic hit, you know, you're here. Um, I'm glad I'm here because, you know, I got to kind of, you know, get back in stroke with my family, you know, and right back in like a zone with them. And, um, but I perform, I DJ, um, I make new songs with my, my partner, Steve McKee who's a great producer and drummer. Um, I've been recording as of late and, you know, we, we have a lot of music that we want to release. You know, I, I, you know, I've been, you know, promoting an album called Reset for a while now. And I remember Reset. It's done. It's like finished. It's all done. I have covers ready to go. Um, And we're going to release it pretty soon. Um, We're going to do we don't have an exact date because we want to actually release "How I Do" the 20th anniversary first, mm-hmm. which is going to be um, pretty much just you know "How I Do," and um, but my version of it, I okay. decided to re-record the album.
3: The whole um, album.
4: The whole album. We went back in the studio, re-recorded it um Steve pretty much produced it he got all the musicians and we just went in the studio and took about a good week we redid the album so you know this is the version that I own that I can do whatever I want with ah. we I was in a situation where my music wasn't in print anymore mm-hmm. and that was you all to find
3: about- it, you gotta like order it it's coming from Korea or China it's five yeah, thousand dollars yeah, yeah, it's like,
4: you know, it was coming from different places if you wanted a vinyl. And yeah. some people want CDs and vinyls because they still want to hold something, you know. Yeah. And it wasn't in print. And there's no way I could get it in print unless I made the moves that I made, which was to take matters in my own hands, re-record the entire album, and um, do it with the best musicians that I know, you know. Um <clears throat> And that's what we did. So now I, this will be kind of like a Taylor Swift thing, like what Taylor Swift did. Like she re-recorded she her happened. album. I'm
3: not a fan of hers. So you know,
4: I, well, you know, I'm a fan of hers in a, you know, in the sense of like what she, her career is and how she's mm-hmm. like maneuvered. But, um, and that she writes her own songs. I think it's, it's cool. But I think, um. Basically, she had to re-record. She was in a situation where she didn't, she wanted to buy her master's back. She couldn't. Yeah. And because she wanted to like own her music. So she re-recorded everything and put out her own versions of her songs that she got produced. And um, because basically the recording that she did years ago is the, re- is the thing that the label owns. So now if you reproduce it um, and remake it, get your own guitar player, drummer, keyboard player, You know, and then you go back in and sing the songs all over again, same exact way Um, or as close as you can get them because things change, you know,
3: Um,
4: then you own that master and then you can do whatever you want. I can press it up with a vinyl company. I can sell it on my website. I can sell it in stores. I can sell it at Urban Outfitters. I can sell it on Amazon. I can sell it at my shows. And most importantly, I can get it to people who want it, you know. I have a um, question.
3: Will the cover art still be the same? Cause that's no. kind of iconic. Okay, It is.
4: It is iconic, but I have another pretty bad kind, you know, badass iconic photo that was taken by Paul Story in Brooklyn, New York. So I think people will really like it and I, I like it and, you know, and the songs sound really great and they sound very similar to what they sounded like in the beginning, you know, in 2001, but they're also a little different because, you know, it's me singing them differently and recording them differently. Not too differently, but just very much so, um, you know, it's 20 years later, so. And I know the songs they, better. they're yours. They're my songs, and I know them better, and, you know, I'm singing them after years of knowing them and living them, and it's coming directly from me, like, from my hands.
3: Put some respect on my name. I, I think, think that's I'll, pretty awesome.
4: Yeah, and they will be autographs, and there'll be a limited awesome. number of, of them, so they'll be very, it's a very special, you know, 20th anniversary, um, repressing. Gift. Yeah. And
3: to your fans. Yeah. I think that's dope. I want one.
4: Oh, you're going to get one for okay. sure. Right. And, um, yeah, I'm excited about it. You know, it took a long time to do, but it's very good to, you know, empower yourself as an artist to always, you know, if you see someone doing something that looks interesting, like do the research and dig and dig and dig, you know, listen to, read the articles, look at the YouTubes of the interviews that the, that the person is having at the time. And you can kind of get little gems and and just grow. You know, I was lucky that this time around, I, you know, I just stepped into the role of at first wanting to license my own album. And then I said, well, licensing is fine, but I, I should actually own it. So I just remade it. So I'm excited about it
3: i'm excited for you i'm excited for you and i'm proud of you because that takes that sounds like a lot of fucking work to me it was it was was a lot of work it It was and it it sounds like a lot of work and on top of that you're an independent artist so it's not like you're a lot of work and you're taylor swift in that like right and i have a a lot of money backing you you have a big team backing you like you were on the ground like grinding hard to make this shit happen and i that that's dope yeah i mean i'm proud of you yeah i mean no one
4: i don't do it all alone you know um there, of course not. right now like i do have you know i was fortunate enough to have some people on my team and like and supporting me but for a while i definitely was doing it like all alone like at my house and at the kitchen table with the laptop you know and i still am doing a lot of it like to be honest so but that
3: that's the life of a, an indie music artist yes
4: it is the life but you know what i'm also looking you know to do things smarter and yeah. And, you know, basically the more money you make, the more you're able to hire people to do the things you don't want to do. And so you can just Absolutely. remain more of an artist. So that's really where, I'm. you know, my goal is always to just be able to create the team that can take away all the stress and all that other stuff, you know.
3: So you um, can focus on the music. So I can
4: focus on music, yeah, Absolutely. and performing. So. And um, DJing.
3: Yes. Yeah, what's your DJ name?
4: I'm just DJ Reese. DJ Reese? Reese,
3: okay. Yeah. I was hoping it was something ridiculous.
4: Right. Like. Yeah.
3: Like, like baby girl,
4: DJ baby girl. baby. Girl. No,
3: that, no, not ridiculous <laughs> like that. I would tell you to change your name if that was it. <laughs> tell my friends and kin some other things that you did, because there's some things that I worked on with you when you were in a group with, um, who? Oh, with
4: Talib Kweli. We Go had right. a group called Idol Worship. Yes.
3: And we made
4: a mixtape. We made an album. We even had a song on like a Wu-Tang uh, mixtape? or no, not mixtape. Wu Tang movie, like a Jizzab, like a, a Tarantino movie or something. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, we did a lot of college shows. We did a lot of traveling. We opened up for Macklemore and Ryan Lewis. Um, you know, we you were
3: doing something with him for a while too, right? Yeah, right before yeah.
4: he got all the Grammys, we were on tour with him. Quali mm-hmm. uh, was opening up, and he, I was like always, you know, performing with him. Um, and then that's what led to us to say oh let's like do a group you know because we had a good at that time we had really good chemistry and um you know it was fun and we just traveling and performing and i just you know with you know i said earlier that i'm doing a 20th anniversary album of how i do Mm -hmm. and we were re-recording it and just the other day we had uh yuki big yuki come from New York to Philly to record. And he was also the keyboardist in Idol Worship. Idol Worship was like a band, you know? It was just I the know. two of us, or the three of us, Graf Nobel, um,
3: but it started with I don't television. I ever meeting, I can't it remember It started with whether, the... It just think, started with you two. I think yeah, but, I met her one time, but other mm-hmm. times that I worked with you, I think I met her one time when you were performing um, in New York. Did you perform somewhere like in Times Square? Yeah, yes. we did. We did yeah, we did. Yeah, I think I met her then. Well, we she was in she you know, Quali
4: and I started the group and then she came to be a part of it and then she left. So mm-hmm. it, she you wore know. purple
3: lipstick, right?
4: Yes, yeah, she did. Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I never did her makeup.
4: But you just know I, like
3: Yeah, I wouldn't sign on, on for I wouldn't sign on for that purple lipstick.
4: Mm-hmm.
3: I, I, I like wasn't like a purple. fan of the purple lipstick. Well, she never had purple lipstick on when I was doing your makeup.
4: No, that's true. No,
3: no he didn't. you're
4: like you are not gonna have it.
3: You will not. Why, what's it? so
4: bad about purple?
3: Let's say. Nothing's bad about it. Um,
5: like, I just.
3: I don't, I wouldn't put it on you. Sometimes I think, and I know this is segueing into like makeup, but sometimes I think those colored lipsticks, because her, her purple wasn't like a, a magenta. That is the time when like the colored lipsticks that were non-traditional, like it wasn't a brown variation, a pink variation, mm-hmm. or a red variation or, or a coral variation. That's when black came out and purple and blue and green. and Oh, purple. right, right. All those white and all those colors and I just always saw them as cartoonish.
5: right.
3: so to me, you are not a cartoon-like performer or artist. And when your your aesthetic is not, like you are, like you're gorgeous. So you focus on Mm, the beauty versus like that kind of aesthetic. Like I could see Lady Gaga, younger Lady Gaga with that color lipstick. Marilyn Manson with that kind of lipstick. Right. who is a very like animated performer Missy Elliott with that kind of lipstick Mm -hmm. because because of just who they are as an artist as an artist you don't give that
4: you know what I mean right yeah I'm I'm trying to like figure out how like now like how do I want to dress when I like perform and stuff like I'm thinking about that all again you know and I kind of want to I don't I know, that. I kind of switch it back switch it up a bit you know but we I'm not work together quite sure. because
3: I am I'm trying to figure some things out for some stuff that I have um moving forward I know that I I don't know that I need to but I know that I kind of want to shift a few mm-hmm. things about like my look I just don't know where to go yeah me too and I don't you want gotta, anything that's high maintenance because I'm not going to keep it up because I'm just going to do what I want to do
4: right yeah. right I feel you on that
3: Yep. That's yeah. the Libra way, but it will look great because that is also the Libra leave way. Away. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so okay. Funny. So you are doing a lot of touring now. Yeah, Tell we're me back to about, apartment. yeah. And how does that, is that tiring? Is it taxing?
4: No, it's, no, it's not actually. I, it's like from the best what part. I remember,
3: yeah. From what I remember, when I would uh, go with you to do shows, or when I have done shows with um, artists, like it's almost like you come alive, like it's electric, yeah. almost. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: yeah, it's fun. It's because you know you spend all the the taxing part is traveling, but right. the actual performing is like you're like oh I did all this traveling for one hour on stage or twenty five minutes or you know, or um, whatever it is you know, so. You know, you—that's the best part. So no, it's it's not tiring at all. Um, you know, DJing is even fun like that. I'll DJ. I have, I have gigs that I'll DJ like four hours straight. You know, Ooh. and it's like it sounds long, but it's actually really fun because you're rocking, like you're into it. You're dancing, like it's you know, it's just good songs, and yeah. I'm DJing, so I get to play all the pick all the songs. So yeah, it, 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 it you know gives you energy.
3: It's yeah, like, I was gonna say it's it, it probably. Like I said, like you come alive.
4: Yeah. And it's like, you know, when it's like being an, uh, for me, I'm an extrovert. So it, it like fills me up with energy. It doesn't drain me, you know, Mm -hmm. but, um, but I like it a lot. I think that's like the best part of what I do is performing. That's the best part for me being in a studio. I'm like, not really a studio rat at all. Like, I don't really like it. I like studios that are in houses, like Mm -hmm. at home on the, you know, um, but you know, I get it done where I got to get it done, and you know, um, but performing is like where it's at for me. If I could what? be on
3: tour all the time,
4: I would rather.
3: Really, mm-hmm. like all what, the time. Um, where, what's the last uh, place you performed? Was it La- Detroit?
4: It was Detroit. Yeah.
3: Okay. How it was, was that? Detroit.
4: It was really good. It was sold out show at Willis Show Bar. It was um, the sound was pretty good. The stage was extremely small, but it's okay because it's just Steve and I on stage, which is a mm-hmm. drummer. See, he's Steve McKee. He was a drummer. I'm And, a your singer, boo. and my boo. And we performed together. And we've been doing so since the pandemic. We realized we're going to be together and, you know, through this pandemic. And because, uh, you know, everyone had to kind of just figure out, okay, who are you quarantining with? You know, who mm-hmm. do you have to see and be around? And we use that time to really learn about how to live stream and how to still perform. Um, you know, we were, we were the rare people that actually like got stuff done, you know, and
3: listen, I was a lot of,
4: yeah. And we really got stuff done. And it was, it was really great to like, all I had to do is wake up, figure out what I'm going to eat, go exercise, and then live stream all day and all night. Yeah, because y'all night. were
3: on the internet all damn day and night. God damn. It. Yeah, we were it'd be two life. o'clock in the morning. I get up, look at my phone, and it's like Reese is live. <laughs> yes, Girl, go your ass to bed.
4: <laughs> go to sleep. I know. And I now yeah. I'm like the worst because now I like all I want to do is sleep. But um
3: I used to like I, those shows. I I I definitely logged on to be it. at home, like mm-hmm, they are funny You
4: know. So it was good. And it was a great time to just you know, create and, you know, not feel like you are missing out on something or, or not doing enough, or, you know, it was very freeing and um, natural and fun. And we did that. And then we tried to bring that vibe live. And it's really great because we have an audience there. That's not just behind a camera with no applause, you know, so that makes such a difference in the performance to actually interact with people while you're singing and looking at them and, you know, and, New York was great. We did New York before, Detroit, and uh-huh. that was at a place called Baby It's All Right, and that was a great show. And we're coming back to New York either um you know, we have two options for New York, so we're going to figure out which one we're going to take first. And then I'll be back in New York. I'll be in DC May 21st. So I want you guys to, you know, everybody sign up for the uh the contest. Wait,
3: I have not said it.
4: Oh, we haven't talked. Oh, we no. did not talk about it.
3: So this brings us to the highlight of this episode. You will be in D.C. very soon. Actually, in a week. Yes. Right? On May 21st. And the highlight of this episode is that uh, my good friend Reese is going to be giving away two free tickets to her show, uh, to a listener of hand me my purse. And you have to be able to get to the show on your own. So I won't say you need to live in the DMV area. You just need to be able to get to the show in DC on your own. So you can live in Philly. You can live in Virginia. You can live in North Carolina. You can live in Tennessee. You can live in Ohio. You can live wherever you want, Maryland, Delaware, West Virginia but you got to get the city winery on in dc by what time what time does the show start the show starts at 8 p.m the show starts at so, 8 p.m yeah you doors, need to be able to get there at
4: well doors open at six
3: okay at six i'll be there at six
4: the show starts at 8 p.m okay we will be on time
3: okay
4: it'll be about an hour 15 hour 20 minutes okay and yeah, I'm going to be selling merchandise as well. Mm-hmm. I, I'm pressing up T-shirts as we speak. Steve is going to have some of his shirts as well. But I also, you know, I love making merchandise. And I made these shirts just based off of the cover of the album. Mm-hmm. So the cover art. And I think I have one that's like a logo as well with a large R.E.S. on the front, black okay. and red letters. And I'm just going to continue on. I have a, a Black Girls Rock cover T-shirt that I'm going to be printing up too. Yeah, so that. I'll have a with little bit of... Yeah, so I have yeah. um,
3: those three. You have some merchandise.
4: Yeah, I have some t shirts. But for the person that wins the contest,
3: mm-hmm. they are going to get a goodie a bag. Little, so, yeah, they're going to get it. So open. in the goodie bag, you will get, Do you definitely will have a t shirt. Um, I'm going to see, will they get a Steve McKee t shirt and a Reister shirt?
4: Probably t-shirt? not because he, okay. he, he he's he a
3: has separate got, entity. He, yeah, he's he, not.
4: Yeah, he's a separate entity, but we also have um you know, he has his own fans that really want his stuff and yeah. So, but
3: But also, you will get a Reese t-shirt and you, you will. will get um assigned an autographed poster Absolutely. and you will get some hand Me my purse uh merch and some surprises in your bag too so you'll yeah. get a goodie bag of merch so you'll get two free tickets okay. to the show so you and a boo you and a friend you and a mama you and a sister you and an auntie you and a whoever they need to be 21 though because this is a winery The doors open at 6. I highly suggest you get there at 6 because, one, the food is really good because I've been there. I saw Omar there. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Omar, who I absolutely love. God of mercy. I was waiting for him (laughs) to come back to the U.S. I was going to go to London to see him, but he came to the U.S., thank God, a couple years ago. And I met him. And a white guy, shout shout out to the white man in the line behind me that bought me an album. He wow. bought me one of Omar's albums. Yes, I was gonna buy it myself, but he bought it for me. And I met Omar and he told me that I smelled beautiful. Or I smell gorgeous. One of those. I smell beautiful. <laughs> Whatever. Ladies, wear your perfume. But anyway, the giveaway will start. Actually, it'll start at the time that this episode drops. And it will close on Thursday at 7 PM. All you have to do is to share. Um, you like I said, need to be able to get to the show on your own you just need to tag four friends in the giveaway post the giveaway post will be the post where um it'll be the flyer for the show Reese will be on it it'll say city winery and it will say giveaway across the front of the the post uh the giveaway ends like I said on Thursday at seven and the winner will be notified by Friday at noon the show is on Saturday at six So if you enter it, make sure you leave some space open just in case you win and you will find out by Friday at noon.
0: Um, Hi, it's Gabby Reese. And this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, Big Wave Surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai, If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase.
1: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other. As Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury
5: Happy International Women's Day.
3: I want to know about, you've kind of talked about all of the things that I wanted to know about. Um, what is the biggest difference being an indie artist versus one that's signed to a major label? Give me the plus the plus and the delta, as we say in meetings or in conferences, the, the best thing and the not so best thing.
4: Well, I think it's the best thing about um, being... Independent is that things happen, can happen when as fast as they need to happen. You know, there's not a long chain of people that have to approve things. Um, usually you're the one that makes the decisions as the artist, which, you know, you want to be at the forefront of making your own decisions as far as your image and your music's concerned, because I'm sure you as an artist care about it the most. Um, but it's like it, you know the plus and the minus are kind of the same you know it's like a double edged sword because at a major label um I mean when you're independent sometimes things don't happen as fast as you want them to happen because of finances because you don't have budgets or you don't have large budgets to fund people to do things on time when you're asking for favors you know um you favors don't tend to come on a schedule or at least right. not your schedule yeah so but at a major label like i said um, the benefit can be that things actually happen on the schedule, but you may not like that the schedule can't change when it needs to. So when um, there's a shift in, I don't know, in, in the culture, you know, it's yeah. like, well, a lot of these things have already been put in place and three, four months ahead of time. And, you know, they're going in the publication and what you said in that publication, if three months down the line, it changes, your whole view changes on it then you can't really stop it. That's it. You know, the, the it's article. Already out. Yeah. Cause it's already printed up and it's going through a magazine cycle. So, you know, it's just, you know, timing is everything with the music industry. And when you're, you know, running your own label and you're running your own music and you're making your decisions and you have help to make educated decisions, you know, um, it can be the best thing in the world. And but also, double-edged sword, it can be the worst when, you know, you're at the helm of making all these decisions and you're now emotional about something, you know. So, you know, it's, it's a double-edged sword, being, you know, independent or being supported with a major label. They both have great things and they both have negative things. But it's all about, I think, where you are in your journey and where you are in your life. You know, how much do you know? How much did you research? How much did you actually experience? you know
3: so if someone is inter interested excuse me in becoming a musician because nowadays everybody is uh, everything right Mm -hmm. um what do you what advice do you have like how can they get into it because it's very different now versus when you became an artist because of social media and the internet
4: right I think it's you know you have to figure out a little bit more, you know, decipher why you want to be in the music industry. What are you Mm -hmm. trying to get out of it? Mm -hmm. And I think that'll lead you in how, what your integrity is with it, with the music versus being famous.
3: Integrity. Do you feel like a lot of uh, artists nowadays have integrity?
4: I think people in general, I think people in general have integrity, you know, but I think in the music industry, some, you know, you have just as many people that do, have integrity and then you have some that just as many that don't. Mm-hmm. And it's really just based and they could be in it for the same reasons, you know. Um you could have integrity and still be in it for the money or have less integrity and still be in it for the money.
3: You know. Well, what well, the reason I said that is um because I don't think being in it for the money uh means that someone necessarily um doesn't have integrity. I mean right. people who are just crooks. Or people who are fraudulent, and you could be the artist and be fraudulent about like your process or how you Mm -hmm. get the sound that you get. Um, Mm Millie Vanilli, you know that is the quintessential fraudulent artist situation. Or in the eighties, when they used to have like CNC Music Factory would have those um, pretty people singing in the back, singing their background music, and then put really skinny. pretty ladies in the music video. And you think that that's who's singing, but really it's Martha Walsh or, like, you know. Right, right, absolutely. Ladies from Two Tons of Fun, which I think is a horrible name for a group, but whatever. Right. Um, um, That's what I mean by lacking integrity. Because being in it for the money, I don't think that lacks integrity. That just means, you know, it's all about the business for you. And typically the people who who are not the artists are usually the people who are in it for the money. Sometimes there are artists who are in it for the money. And maybe that's what you are talking about. They're not in it for the craft, but more so because I'm trying to come up or go viral in this stage. And to me, there's a there's a lack of integrity there. I do agree with that because I feel the same way about makeup. And that is essentially why I was like, yeah, this is not for me anymore. What happened?
4: Yeah. I mean, it's hard to deal with when you have integrity and you're constantly working with people that don't. You almost feel like, oh, I need to be in another industry, you know, Mm -hmm. but it's it's in it's like this in a lot of industries. If you love to make music, you're going to make music. You don't have to be a part of the music industry. You can nowadays just make music just to make it and put it out on your own page, you know. But if you are, if you do want to do it on a bigger scale, you know, you just have to, it's nothing to it but to do it. So you, you know, and you should get out performing, you know, you should make songs. But don't just stay in the studio making songs, you know, that balance of having um, performance experience as well as studio experience and recording experience, and also releasing music experience, all of that together creates it. That's what the music industry is about. Because as an artist now, you have to do everything, you know, so, or be at least have a strong hand in everything. Um, Because you have to start it, you know, you're the you are at the inception of everything, anything that's going to go good for you, you're, you have to start it. Just like anything that's going to go bad, you had to start. So yeah, it's a lot of accountability. Of it. Yeah, it's a lot of accountability. That's,
3: that's a big accountability. Um, mm-hmm. An accountability, accountability is a big factor. And a lot of people are not with that. As I get right. older, I realize that accountability is just not everybody's ministry. Like people no. do not like it, which I don't really understand because like it's it's you. Or it's you bro like right when you get to the root of why you are successful or why you are not successful nine times out of ten you are gonna look at it and you're gonna see yourself right absolutely unless you're a child like children are off 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 limits um so you're touring, upcoming music projects, you're touring, you have Reset that you're going to, you already talked about, you're going to um, put Reset out. Reset has been around since, um right, right after we met, right after we yeah. met, I think you started Reset. Right. I remember, yeah. I, st- I if I could find it, I know I still have the original Reset. Yeah. But if it, I cannot, do right. you have it? And I can do. I have it?
4: I do. And you can I have it. I would like it please can uh, you. because I, I you know we're, what we're talking about everybody is that you know I've been trying to make my follow-up de- album to my debut album for a long time and mm-hmm. I've I've been making songs and making songs but i ran into some roadblocks you know I had a producer here that didn't want to really didn't want me to release the music or didn't want to finish it he wanted an exorbitant amount of money that I did not have um you know it's You know it's all sorts of things of why you know individuals will not follow up their their debut album you know and you almost don't know what's going to happen to you until it's happening and now there's at least like three versions of this album reset but the final version that you're going to get is the best so i'm really excited about it it's going to be released pretty much right alongside with the 20th anniversary um vinyl Mm -hmm. Um, because the vinyl, you know, I had to redo all of it just to actually press up vinyl. But we also are going to put those um, versions online for Spotify and, you know, everywhere else in the world. So I want people to support my version of it. And, okay. um, you know, but the Reset album, you know, that also needs to get some light because it's a great album. It was funded by years ago by my Indie Go family, campaign family, mm-hmm. um, fundraising supporters. Um, and I didn't forget about them and I, I know it's been a long time, but I didn't forget about them and I, I couldn't let this go. And so I am giving them the album first. Um, and yeah, then it'll be out publicly and you know for everyone and anyone to buy. And uh, it has great music on it too. It's just another great album that I made, and um, just songs that you know are from what I was going through at the time which was um you know transitioning out of working with talib being um going back to being completely independent and solo artist and um just also you know bossing up and starting a label and you know it's during that it's the songs that i wrote during that period so it was what's the name
3: of your label
4: reset society
3: reset society yeah that's
4: cute because that's what you know my life pretty much came about it was like it's time to really start over and just clean house, you know? Yeah. So it feels good. It feels good. It it took, it took a while to get to this point, but Mm -hmm. you know, like every hero, I feel like it's, I feel like it's a story of, you know, you go through a dark period of time and then you realize you don't like it and you want to change things. And then you have to like really think about how you can make yourself and everything around you better. And then you come out of it and, and you are better. And that's where I'm at right now. So Awesome. I, I think- still
3: want the um the original one, the old one, the f- mm-hmm. very first one. I would like for you to send me that, please. It's a gem. It's a gem. It's a gem. You, a gem. Yes, a gem. you also put out gem. an album um back around that time. It was a cover album called Refried Mac.
4: Yes, I did, and that that's an EP of five of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Mm-hmm. That I think you still can get, but it wasn't many copies pressed up. But in I think two more years I'll be able to um, make vinyl for that. So you know I'm gonna do it. But that'll be like those exact same songs because I have all that music. And um, yeah, is that on
3: Spotify? Is that on streaming? That is, it's
4: on streaming. I think so. Yeah.
3: So it's called it's called Refried Mac. Yeah.
4: Um, Yeah. Five of my favorite Fleetwood Mac songs. Yeah,
3: it's
4: dope too. It is. It's dope.
3: I like them. I like Um, them.
4: But yeah. I don't know. For me, the next thing for me is that I'm in Philadelphia. I'm making music with my partner, Steve King. The next project that I come out with is going to be a project with just us together. Okay. We're going like to call it McKee Ashford and Reed. Simpson, Like Womack like, and
3: Womack. Like, like Womack- <laughs> You look like the lady on the Womack and Womack cover.
4: Oh the Baby
3: I'm Scared of You song. Oh my God. I got
4: you know to look it up. I got to look it up. Her hair was cover. amazing.
3: Her hair was amazing. She what is, was... A, Baby, what? I'm scared of you is the song. Do you I'm know that, that song? You know what? I want that to be the song for the day for the. Oh, I know what you're talking yeah. about. That's so funny she because was pretty. I actually her hair has, was amazing.
4: I have pictures of Steve and I, and we're like leaning against a um, a ladder like that. So it's mm-hmm. just really funny. But yeah, so you know, we're gonna we we have songs together. We want to release a project together. It's going to be called McKee and Reese. Okay. And it's like, you know, Steve is producing um all the songs. I'm singing them. He's a phenomenal producer. I'm a pretty good singer. and we just decided, like, let's like this is what we do. So, yeah,
3: this is what we're going to do. It's just dope and dope. a dope yeah. producer, a dope artist. Put it together and get dope. Exactly. Not three times dope though. Shout out to three times <laughs> dope guys <laughs> from Philly. Right, right, right. Yeah. Look at that. Okay, so let me, we have a show in DC on the 21st. Yes, we City do. Winery. Yes. Please come to the show. I'll be at the show. So if you want to meet me, come to the show. If you want to beat me up, don't come to the show because you never <laughs> know. It's not a good idea because you never know what I got on me.
5: <laughs> I'm um, just joking.
3: No, I'm not. Oh, come to the show. I'll be there. Reese will be there. Mm-hmm. And please enter the giveaway because I have two free tickets to give yes. away.
4: And the we have in- t shirts. We have merch. We have items. I think yes. You gotta- Buy I'm a t shirt.
3: And remember, the giveaway goes this way. You're going to follow me and Reese on Instagram. You have to get to the show on your own. You're going to share the giveaway post via your story and tag Hand Me My Purse underscore podcast. And The one Reese. All of this will be in the giveaway post. And you're going to tag four friends in the giveaway post. One, two, three, four. The giveaway ends on Thursday at 7. The winner will be notified on Friday at noon. And that's it. That's it. And we're going to have a great time at the show. It's going to be a good time. Um, I will be the loud one singing (laughs) all the songs. Awesome. Well, all the songs from the How I Do album. Because I know know the album from start to finish. And
4: after. And backward. After um, May 21st, we're going to do June 3rd in Philly, July 3rd in Atlanta, July 4th in Chicago. So June 3rd in Philly,
3: Philly,
4: July 3rd in Atlanta, and July 4th in Chicago, all at City Winery. So
3: Okay, that's cool. All right, so pay attention to your City Winery yeah. Um uh lineup city winery has dope concerts that people don't even be knowing about look at your city winery lineup because they be having dope ass um artists at city winery that's reese being at city winery and so i will see you there i'll see you and guys reese thank you so much for coming on thank you for thank you. uh the tickets for yeah. the giveaway list let's, let's cheers one two three clink there Cheers. Yeah, And friends and Ken, thank and you great. so much. Uh, I hope that I see you guys at the show.
4: Yes, guys. I, I can't wait. And um, yeah, it's been 20 years. Let's do it again.
3: That's right. That means we're old, dude. God damn.
4: Aging like fine wine, i like to say. Yes.
0: and if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase
1: witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity QX80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city
5: Happy International Women's Day.
3: Okay, friends and Kim, for today's straight facts question, it is coming from Tampa, Florida. And Kamisha said, Mimi, I'm hoping you can give me some insight on how to proceed with my friend. We have been friends for decades and point blank. Not to make this a long question. She annoys me. <laughs> That is funny to me. Uh, We have clearly outgrown one another and a lot of her mannerisms and the way she acts gets on my nerves. It didn't just start recently either. However, I cannot deal. I love her. She is one of my closest friends, but I think I grew up and well, she's still in the process of doing so. What can I do? I don't want to lose her friendship, nor do I want to offend her by telling her she's annoying as she doesn't accept feedback well. I don't want to just cut her off, but I need some space from her or for her to find some chill help. Well, Kamisha, you know, I say the same thing over and over, have a conversation with her. However, sometimes that just ain't going to work because you mentioned that she does not accept feedback well And sometimes she can be kind of sensitive, I think you said. So as to not offend, ooh, this is tricky. Uh, Because I don't know if I would tell her that she gets on my nerves. Because it may not be the nicest thing to say. And I know that I probably would not know how to say it. The nicest way. I'm gonna tell you what I would do, because like I can only tell you what I would do. I would ask my therapist (laughs) when I have to have uh, difficult conversations. I refer to her first. So if you are in therapy, um, I would say talk to your therapist. If not, I would say because you can provide like you wrote a question into me, but you know, your therapist knows you a little bit better. Or if you don't have a therapist, you have friends or family members that you're close to, hopefully, uh, and they know you a little bit better. And maybe they'll even understand or know your relationship with your friend a little bit better, Kamisha, because this is a slippery slope. Depending on how much she gets on your nerves, if she's just annoying a little bit. Okay, let me see. Because I want to give you some advice that you can actually put into play immediately. Here's what you can do. Kind of like, okay, here we go. Put a little distance between the two of you and see how that plays out. I've done this before. And actually the way it played out was quite interesting because uh, my friend ended up putting even more distance between the two of us. So maybe I got on her nerves, which is fine. You know, still love her, not a problem. But put a little bit of distance between the two of you. And if and or when she comes to you and she talks to you about it, uh, it's a perfect opportunity for you to have a conversation. And depending on what kind of relationship you have, you can have an adult conversation with her about how you feel her actions sometimes make you feel. Make sure that you sh- use I statements when you do x i feel y keep it about how you feel not a judgment statement like you get on my nerves you are immature you young you young acting i love that you real young acting don't make it like that don't make it about um pointing the finger at her but just say you know sometimes when you let's say for example she likes to get real drunk and falls all out When you get really drunk, I feel like I have to take care of you. And while I don't mind doing that and looking out for you. I don't want to have to do that every time we go out because it makes me not want to go out with you. Like, that's just here's the thing about not wanting to offend people when shit is just a fact. And it's funny because this segment is called straight facts. Straight facts is straight facts, like period. So like. It don't need, in the words of India, I read the truth. It needs no proof. Either to, Either it is or it isn't. Just be honest. But be gentle with your words and treat her, in the words of my therapist, treat her or speak to her the way you would want someone to speak to you if they felt the same way about you that you feel about her. That's all I got. Good luck, girl. With friends, it's hard because sometimes friends outgrow each other, right? And... When they do, you really have to sit and do like a strong evaluation of the the relationship and say, like, do I want to lose this friend? Um, How do I proceed? I don't want to hurt them. I don't want to lose their friendship, but I also have to, like, protect my peace and look out for myself. It gets tricky, child. And I told you before, um, not told you before, but told you guys before. I don't have a hard time dropping a, a hot potato, but sometimes it's not about dropping a hot potato. Sometimes it's just about a little bit of distance to kind of evaluate. And sometimes when you, you like I said, when you give people a little bit of distance, they will give you all the distance that you need. So good luck, Kamisha. Good friends are hard to come by. So if she's a good friend, like be mindful of that. But also don't be doing no shit that you don't want to do. That's all I got. Hey! Friends and Kim, for today's We Got to Do Better segment, I decided to go with a quote from, by, a quote by, a quote from, a quote that Edwidge Danticat, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, uh, said or wrote. She is a Haitian-American author, acclaimed, worldwide, globally acclaimed author. She's gorgeous too, beautiful uh, woman. Shout out to Haiti. And the quote is as follows. I am even more certain that to create dangerously is also to create fearlessly, boldly embracing the public and private terrors that would silence us, then bravely moving forward, even when it feels as though we are chasing or being chased by ghosts. One more time. I am even more certain that to create dangerously is also to create fearlessly, boldly embracing the public and private terrors that would silence us, then bravely moving forward, even when it feels as though we are chasing or being chased by ghosts. The reason that I chose that quote is because I don't think that a lot of people understand all of the blood, sweat, tears, and love and hard work that goes into being a creative, right? Uh, Being someone who creates an artist, a creator, a manifestor, whatever you want to call it, being someone that creates something and then shares it with the world, it takes a lot because Like you do have to be bold, you have to be brave and you have to be fearless enough to say this is my thing. I birthed it and now here it is for you to do whatever you will with it, whether it's scrutinize it, praise it, love it, hate it. Tell me you hate it. Tell me you love it. Tell your mama you hate it. You know what I mean? So I think that with the conversation that I had with Reese today that this was just a perfect quote. And uh, it definitely resonated with me because being someone who does create and share my opinions, my voice, my thoughts, my love, my not so loves, you know, that shares of myself with you guys on a regular basis, it takes a lot and it takes a lot out of you. So I'm just glad that you guys decide to listen and I don't get. I haven't gotten too much negative feedback, but I welcome the negative feedback. And most creatives should be open to receiving feedback, even if it's negative, because it helps you to grow and it helps you to move further onto your journey to be better at what you do than you were the day before or before you got the feedback. So thank you very much, Miss Danticat, for those words. I need to write those down in my journal or post them up somewhere in my apartment. And I actually suggest that if you are creative, that you write them down, too. I'm going to put them in the show notes. I'm going to copy and paste the quote from my outline. Yes, I write an outline for every single show. And I put the quotes. I have like a whole systematic. It must be my Virgo that is in Saturn that causes me to do that. But um, I will take them Take the quote from my outline and I will put it in the show notes so that you have it. So if you want to copy and paste it and write it or just see it or read it to yourself, it is available for you because I love you. <laughs> Friends and Ken, you know the deal. First thing I want to do is thank God because, well, we all know that God is supreme. Well, we don't all know that, that. But if you listen to this show, you know that I know That for me, God is supreme. And I recognize and appreciate the grace that God extends to me every single day of my black ass life. I am grateful for me. I'm grateful for the hard work, the consistency, the willpower, the drive, the keep on going energy. And for dreaming big and not being bound by the limitations of my fears, showing gratitude for you. Is a form of self care. And by now, we should all know that here at Hand Me My Purse, the podcast, we are all about self care. I am thankful for my family, my friends, my friends and kin, my supporters, and of course, most importantly, every one of you out there listening. I love you guys so much. And it's an honor to share my time and my energy with you, especially if you keep coming back to spend your time with me. I want to thank my guest for today, my friend Reese amazing performer artist and she does so much other stuff she's a stylist like she does so many things like she's just amazing and she's one of my favorite Libras so thank you Reese for taking the time out to come and spend some time and energy with me here on hand me my purse I look forward to the show on May 21st at City Winery in DC don't forget come out to the show And enter the tickets are still on sale Enter the giveaway starting today or yesterday or the day before yesterday, depending on when you listen to it. But there is a giveaway and I'm giving away two tickets to the City Winery show, Teresa's City Winery show on May 21st. So please enter the giveaway, all of the details you will find. And I'm going to tell you how to find them before you exit out of whatever streaming service you're using to listen to this podcast, I want you to stop what you're doing. And if you haven't already done so, look for the subscribe or follow button, click on it if that is in fact an option where you are listening. Now, about that giveaway, you need to get on over to Instagram and follow me at me my Purse underscore podcast. You can also follow me on Twitter at HMMP underscore podcast and on Facebook, just search my Purse the podcast. For the giveaway, you need to follow me on Instagram, and Reese on Instagram. Once you follow me on Instagram, all the details will be in the post. That is the poster for the show at City Winery. You'll see it. It'll be Reese's face. It won't be my baby picture that you normally see. It'll be Reese's face. It'll say City Winery. I'm going to tag City Winery. I'm going to tag Reese so you'll see all of the things. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Pandora, or any other medium that allows you to do so, please take a moment to rate. And review the show or give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down if you want. But don't give it a thumbs down unless you really hate my show. And if you really hate my show, why are you listening to it? That's giving very much weird. But be sure to share Hand Me My Purse with your friends, your loved ones, and even your enemies. Because really the best way for people to find out about this show is from you guys telling them about it. It's all about word of mouth. So tell a friend to tell a friend to what? Tell a friend. Also, please take a few minutes to leave a review of the show like I asked, by sending me a DM on Instagram or Twitter, comment under a post on Facebook, or take the traditional route and leave an actual formal review on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher. I would truly appreciate that because hearing from you guys really, really, it makes me feel good. So it's not really about an ego thing. It makes me feel good. It kind of fuels my tank. It adds adds fuel and you know gas is high right now. Gas is high as giraffe booty right now. Imagine that Hemi, my purse is a car. It's a tank because cash money is an army better than a Navy. If you know, you know, but I need some gas. So leaving a review rating the show, it's like putting gas in the Hemi, my purse tank, right? So just remember to subscribe and or follow the show so that you are first to know when I drop a new episode, which is typically the first or 15th of every month. Lately, I've been a little off because like I said earlier in this show, I'm in a bit of a season of uh, highs and lows emotionally, but I feel like I'm coming out of it because all of the events have passed. So just extend some grace to me. Uh, I'm a human. I'm not perfect. And sometimes I have to deal with real life shit. Follow him in my personal social media. Rate and review the show and tell your friends and your kin about the show. Show notes, always remember, are available at handmemypurse.buzzsprout.com. And I highly suggest you get in the habit of reading the show notes because that's where all it that's where the juice is. All the juice is in the show notes, all the links, all the information, the breakdown of the show. If you want to tell your friends about it, but you don't feel like doing all that talking, just send them the show notes. Let them read it and get into them for them. Let them get into it. Excuse me for themselves. Also, just an FYI, the opening and closing music is provided by none other than West Baltimore's own Gloomy Tunes. Submit your questions for the Straight Facts segment to hello at handmemypurse.com or feel free to send me a DM on Instagram or Twitter. Who knows? Your question may be featured on an upcoming show. And also, I don't ever want you to forget that you can expect a brand new episode of Hand Me My Purse, the podcast on the 1st and 15th of every single month. So the same way you expected those checks on the 1st and the 15th, early in the morning, you already know your girl is going to have you covered on those days. Again, the 1st and 15th of every month on your podcast streaming services, such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. These are for my international friends and kin and anywhere else you may even think that you can find it. Or you can just go straight to my Buzzsprout website and find it there. I look forward to you looking forward to listening and I'm out this